0: Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's Classic Hits Radio. We heard today that the annual report card by the Children's Rights Alliance has given the government a slightly higher overall grade compared to last year. The group's rates, uh, the group rates the coalition's performance on its own promises on issuing issues relating to children and families. For example, when it comes to providing free school books, an A- minus grade was given compared to last year's B. Well done us. Uh, this kind of got us talking about, and by the way, children in Ireland should get free school books. We, we, gone are the days of charging for school books. The technology is there, by the way, for iPads and everything else. There should be no need to be providing books anymore. Although I think the, the written word and books are a great thing in saying that. I think, still think when it comes to English literature, it's nice to have a physical book in your hand, isn't it? Anyway, it got us thinking today about being a child. And there are many of us who like to kind of wax poetical about the past and say that we had, a, you know, we all had a good growing up and it was a simpler time and all that kind of stuff that what I would say on a regular basis, things from days gone by. It was a safer time, maybe. Many of us instead may remember an authoritarian Ireland where teachers, priests and nuns ruled with an iron fist. But what about today? To some outside of the country, our comparatively low crime rate and education system might be enviable. But how is it to be a child in Ireland today? Is it safe? Do we have our priorities right when it comes to parenting? Are we spoiling them? Are we neglecting them? So I'm wondering, Are children better today than they were when I was a kid, let's say 50 years ago? Are parents better today than when I was a kid 50 years ago? When it comes to being a child in Ireland today, are we getting it right? Are we doing a good job? Because the Children's Rights Alliance want to find out that. They want to find out what our overall grade is and how we're treating children and how children are faring off in this world of ours. So I suppose the best question really is, was it better then or is it better now? When it comes to say a 14 year old, that's a good age, isn't it? Was it better then or is it better now? Let us know what you think. The number, by the way, usual is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. For children of 14, was it better then or is it better now? Sarah, hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good, Sarah. Was it better then, or is it better now?
1: I think it's the more that we're making a whole set of new mistakes. So I don't think it was better. I think we made different mistakes then in the way we raised our kids, but I think now, if you look at kids who are, you know, like let's say roughly considered raised in that, like kids that are at university age, aren't inspiring confidence in, you know, what we're turning into universities in terms of. The, the finished product of parenting, aren't inspiring confidence in that they've got no resilience, they need safe spaces in case somebody says something that hurts their feelings.
0: Well, I believe there's, there's a safe, safe space, there's, there's, sorry for interrupting you, but there's I believe the St. Patrick's Day Parade Commission or whatever, they have a safe space for people who um, you know um, might like noise and want to be in a safe place. And I'm kind of going, okay, I kind of get that, but why would you go to a parade in the middle of town <laughs> if you didn't want noise? You know what I mean? Yeah. But they're offering a yeah. safe space to those to anybody who wants a safe space. And I go, Psh, that's all a bit manly-pamby, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we're turning out a generation of people who can't even bear to hear opinions that are different from theirs, who are, you know, not able to take any kind of criticism, any challenge, and have zero resilience. So I think that that's a product of the parenting that doesn't challenge their kids on things, lets them you know, indulges every whim, indulges every hurt feeling to, to, you know, to the extreme. And I mean, my kids aren't 14 yet. I've got three under 10, but that's not the way I'm raising my kids. Mm. I think in years gone by, we might have been too, you know, obviously we would have been much more physically. um, I mean, definitely when I'm 40, like when I was growing up, not me personally, but it was much more common for people to hit their kids.
2: Yeah, of course. I'm not
1: talking about that. Um, And I don't do that, but I'm talking about like I consider it my job that at the end of the day, what I'm trying to produce is kids who are able to function in society, have some resilience about, you know, being challenged, being given out to, you know, it's not my job to, you know, never give out to my kids. And I don't want my kids to, you know, hit college age or hit a job and not realise that, you know, people are going to challenge you, people are going to say mean things to you, people are not going to agree with you, people are going to be cruel to you. And that's kind of part of life. And you are going to have to have the ability to pick yourself up and get on with things.
0: It goes back to what my mother used to say, which is the sticks and stones will break your bones and names will never hurt you. And, you know, even if you fell, it was off, oh, get up out of that for God's sake, will you, stop yeah. crying. Whereas nowadays we kind of, we pander to them. And I think children are being raised less independent. They're not able to really fend for themselves. Now I know human beings, by the very nature of the fact we're human beings, we're not able to defend ourselves until we're about 18 anyway. Uh, we're probably in uh, the animal kingdom where they probably the, the worst, um, um, I should say. I mean, when you take a baby elephant being born, they have to be able to walk 50 miles the following day. You know what I mean? But mm. human beings, of course, we have to be nurtured. We can't feed ourselves. We can't walk. We can't even see when we're born, for God's sake. So realistically, yeah. we're, we're, we're helpless till we get to about 14 or 15 years of age. But if you go back in time, kids were leaving school at 14, particularly young boys, and going to work. You know what I mean? They were, like, we have changed as, as, as you know, the, this generation is completely different. And I think you're right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I think, I think the they do, do want to live in a, an echo chamber.
1: I think the average age of a soldier in the First World War was, like, 17. Yeah. You know, the, yeah. They're, they're, like, they, they were storming beaches. So, like, now we have safe rooms in university in case somebody hurts your feelings. Like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when we were growing up, like, I don't, like... Like you know, kids will 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 push limits and push limits and push limits and, and you know eventually like you flip the lid. And I see all these articles about parenting all the time saying you know how never shout and never do this and never do that. So I don't want my kids to to find out that people have their limits when they're twenty. Yeah. You know, like if you push and push and push and push the boundaries, eventually your mother or father or whatever is gonna flip the lid.
0: And do you flip the lid? Do you that manage human flip behavior? The, do you flip the lid every now and again?
1: Yeah, I flip the lid every now and then. Like, I've got two boys and a girl's there. The boys can be absolutely wild. And eventually, eventually I'll flip the lid, yeah. <laughs>
2: and
1: I don't think, but I don't think that, that I don't think that, like... But you sound so calm, Sarah.
0: Out. You sound so calm. Yeah, I can't sure. imagine you flipping the lid.
1: That's because they're all gone to bed. Um, <laughs> but no, I, like, it's not, it's not, I don't want them to find, to, to not understand that people have their limits. Of course people have their limits. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't just behave whatever way and somebody would go, oh, good, oh good, tell me more about your feelings. This is okay. It's not okay. Mm. Um, it's not okay to behave badly. That's my job as a parenting. Jordan Peterson, in his book, has a brilliant chapter called Don't Let Your Children Do Things That Make Other People Not Like Them. In other words, <laughs> it's my job because the world will be more unkind to my kids if they're unlikable than I will. It's my job to parent unlikable behaviors out of them. Because kids in school or people in jobs won't be as kind, won't love them. So if I if they're doing something that makes me not like them, yeah. the world really won't like yeah. them. That's my job. It's not to coddle them and tell them, you know what I mean? It's not about, like, I tell my kids I love them all the time. They're, you know, like, I tell them that they're brilliant, that they're great or whatever. That's fine. But we're supposed to parent them as well and discipline them and so that they become functioning adults who are able to live in a world that's not... Always kind. That's not always going to, you know, be
0: fair. That's life. There was a a guy came on the radio going back about five years ago. Sorry, Kira and Betty. I'll be reaching out two secs. There's a guy came on the radio about five years ago, and I barred him from the show because he, what he said, right? And we were talking about kids, you know, being in the echo chamber, and not being resilient, and all that kind of thing, right? And he said, I think they should take on And this is exactly. I'm just quoting him. He said, take all the fat kids, and the kids with glasses and the different kids and different nationalities, put them all in the room and just stand there calling them names for 20 minutes. And I said, oh my God, you know, you can't kind of say that. And he said, I just did, and I'll say it again. And he started saying all the names and I just cut him off, right? But I went home that night and I started thinking about what he said. I started to f- reflect on what he said. Not that he, I don't think he meant it literally, right? But I started to reflect on what he said. And it kind of made sense to me in a weird kind of way yeah. that kids today, we don't allow anything to happen to them. So they're completely protected from the world around them, from the bad stuff in the world around hmm. them. Whereas I wasn't protected. I had a young fella pulled a knife on me at thirteen years of age. You know what I mean? And I went home and told my yeah. dad and I was crying. And my dad said, What were you hanging around with him for anyway? And I've got to gotta get a, you know, the same when you went home from school and you gotta slap off one of the teachers across the face and your dad say, What happened to your face? A brother yeah. and he slapped me across the face. Yeah, what did you do? You must have done something to deserve that. You know, this kind of attitude that yeah. parents had towards the kid. Now I'm not saying that was right and I'm not saying that was perfect. But we learned to be resilient and we were much more independent. But fourteen year olds nowadays, they have no independence at all. Their only independence is their smartphone. Was yeah, doing them
1: much? no favour. No,
0: no. I personally would ban smartphones for any child under the age of sixteen. Sarah, stay with me there for a second. Let me go to Kira. Kira, hi, how are you?
2: Good evening, sir.
0: How are you? I, sorry, I was just listening to a rock a sense there, I'm going to be honest with you, but Kira, I don't know what age you are. I'm not going to ask a lady your age on the air, but I mean, realistically, <laughs> to, have we got it better now or whether they have it better then? Uh,
3: Jesus. Um, okay, I've, I have two kids. Um, I have a 14 and a half year old. Um. And Jesus, if she was half as bad as I was back then I'd be in serious trouble.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we we never like to imagine our kids doing the things we did when we were fourteen oh, or fifteen. Yeah.
3: Dear God, no. Oh no no. I've just come from her parent teacher teacher meeting Satan.
0: Right, okay. Was it go um, was it gold stars all around?
3: Yeah. Top of the class. Uh, okay. um, yeah, complete unutter. Absolute genius, and uh, yeah, every,
2: Great.
3: teachers love her. You um, he must be very proud. I am, yeah, I am, yeah. She's she's incredible. Um, she's incredibly intelligent, incredibly intelligent. Like she's pulling nineties and hundred percent in it in everything. Um, but the past month, her and her mates taught great crack. Now I've had no trouble with her, right? I've, like she she's a great kid, but I've like, I've been a single mother for 13 years. I've brought my two kids up on my own, basically. Yeah. And um, the rules, the the way I run my house is love, laughter, and discipline. They're the rules of my house. Yeah. Okay? Good rules. Um, yeah. So I tell them I love them. We'll have to crack, but they know where the line is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I did my disciplining early. Like, I like my eldest was on a naughty step at 10 months old. What it meant when it got to the, t- the twos and the trees, I didn't have to use it. You know? But she played, her and her mates played two pranks on me this month, um, and I lost it, completely lost it. Like your previous girl, if I have to lose it, I will. Um,
0: Does the naughty step work, I, by the way? What? Does the naughty step, act? that's kind of a Dr. Phil idea, the old naughty step. Does it work? Kick up the hole yeah. used to work in my house. So not, not for like me and my kids, but my dad. you know, I mean, I'd be terrified of him. bit of authority. But I don't know about the naughty step. Sarah, Sarah, Sarah do you use the naughty step?
2: The... I
1: tried it for a while, but I think being frog-marched to bed is better.
0: Yeah, better. yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Okay, sorry, yeah. Kira. Go ahead with your the naughty step. Go on. Yeah. No, um... No, you
3: well, see, I, I am qualified in care as well. Okay. Um, so I... I Knew how to do it, but it, it worked anyway. It worked. Um, I'm lucky; I have two fantastic kids. But yeah, she she played a prank on me twice this month, and I met her earhead this evening, and I told him, I told him what she had done. Now she's sitting beside me. And I told him. And I said, "Rob, you." He was shocked with pranks that she had played on me because, like, he was in her praises. So I said, "Yeah, she did this." Hmm. And I said, you have my full permission to deal with her accordingly. Yeah. And he was like, okay. And he looked at her and he said, you mean having words girl? I was like, Yeah, I think
0: we have taken. see, I think part of the problem is nowadays, as much as I don't agree with, you know, teachers in my day used to box the shite out of you, right? You know, or slap you around mm-hmm. the place or throw a dust stretch or whatever it was or hit you with a T-square. Mm-hmm. Um, they, we, we, we've, we've gone from one extreme to the other. Where now there is no discipline, so they don't look up to anybody. And I know it's probably a little bit more difficult for you, Kira, as a single parent too. And I'm sorry, I'm not judging you, by the way. But as a single parent, no, you know it's a bit because you know you've you other things to look after as well, and you're doing it all on your own. So that can be a lot more difficult. When there's two people, it obviously makes life a bit easier. Uh, and you know, when there's two people, one can be bad cop too. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know the, the well,
3: no, I i can tell you hearing now my. I, I know I sound biased saying this, but I have two incredible kids here. Mm-hmm. The teachers love them. Anyone that meets them loves them. They are completely well behaved, completely under control. Mm. That's that's the wrong phrase, but you know, yeah. No,
0: I know. I go, No, I, I know. I know what you mean. You, yeah, yeah, I'm not, yeah,
3: I'm not running them in a, a military camp here. I'm not saying <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> Seven o'clock. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but like, they
3: they have their yeah. rules and they have their rules. Um and if they don't follow the rules, they know there's going to be consequences. Um, I'll tell you, this, something that happened last October. Now you don't need to make phone calls on me about this, by the way, because I've made all the phone calls already. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I um I've no family here, right? So I'm completely on my own. Um, I did my my ex partner's um my eldest daughters that her family to help out um, the odd time now I ended up in hospital for the whole midterm break that the Halloween break Um, I was very sick I was nearly after getting sepsis and um, I was under the impression that granny his mother was going to come up here mind the two kids and the dog okay that didn't that didn't happen okay now, when I was going to up to the hospital, I thought they were going to keep me for a day or two. I ended up in it for nine days because I was extremely ill.
0: Oh, him, be
3: and family, yeah. him and his family, him and his family, I'm waiting
0: to hear this. Now, if you're going to tell me a story about other people and something they've done wrong negatively, unfortunately, I can't let you continue the story because they're not on the air for the right to reply. Okay. Um, so, I, unfortunately, I can't go down that road here, okay, but I get the gist of where you were going. All right. Um, But but I want to get back. By the way, somebody has texted in Sarah. Sorry, Kira, hang on for a second. Somebody texted in Sarah and said, horrified listening to these women. We're supposed to be model or we're supposed to model and teach our children emotional regulation, not send them to the naughty step when they're experiencing emotions that are inconvenient for us. Like well behaved, compliant children is not the goal. These callers are shocking. But I mean that's in that comes in from a regular who texts in Sinead. She's a bit of a nutjob. Um but Sarah, I mean but that is the goal, isn't it? To have I'm not saying compliant children, but well behaved children is the goal, isn't it?
1: But but how do they learn emotional regulation without discipline? That's the point. Yeah. I mean, that emotional learning their emotions are inconvenient and you just let them go go for it is well, that's some of the kind of woke nonsense I'm talking about.
2: Yeah, it's not. A, I know. I would like, agree. Are,
1: that is that is woke nonsense. Over there. Yeah, let them so be themselves. Have over their
2: emotions.
0: Yeah, so
1: that's my job is to help them to got uh, to regulate their emotions. But at the same time, I'm only a human as well. And every once in a while, if they're climbing the walls and smashing up the place, and you know, completely out of control on a midterm full of sugar or something, yeah, I'm going to eventually lose my cool with them. But I, I I agree that they need they need to have emotional regulation. That's how it's done by a discipline, not by sitting down and filling their head full of some woke nonsense that every single whim and every single emotional emotion that comes to mind is all valid. It isn't. Like my kids have lain on the ground and screamed because you know the sky is the wrong colour. So <laughs> I'm not going to indulge that.
0: No, and I, I remember being at someone's house once. I won't say who it was, but I was in somebody's house and their daughter was had paint in her hands and she was rubbing it on the walls right and Mm -hmm. the mother was standing there and the father and I had been invited over to the house and I'm looking going are you not going to stop her and I was getting really frustrated watching her and she thought this and then she came over and she grabbed me by the leg the daughter she was only about three four and she grabbed me by the leg and the paint was on my trousers on my jeans right and I was kind of like go away (laughs) It's like you know what a dog is (laughs) actually you're gonna go away (laughs) And they weren't in anything because, isn't she wonderful? She's expressing herself. We find that's how she expresses. It. Well, you the state of the place, right? It was in bits. They only had one child. And I'm going, no, she's bold. Deal with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah. They, some parents are just weird. You know what I mean?
1: But that's lazy. You see, this is the thing. Like, that's the lazy thing to do. Because disciplining your kids and challenging your kids and, and, and helping them to, you know, be functional people in the world is the hard thing to do. Sitting there and going, oh yeah, paint all over the place, rub paint on everyone, oh, that's how you express yourself. That's the lazy parenting. Yeah. It, 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 because that no same child will
0: have purple hair when they're in college. You just know that, don't you?
1: Yeah, exactly. But those same people are the ones who be saying, oh, you know, free to be, and let the kids, whatever. That's lazy. The hard thing to do is challenge that because they'll scream and roar and you'll have to say, okay, you know, this is the consequence if you keep doing this, you're eventually going to have to leave the room because you can't stay in the room and roll we'll paint all over. That's the hard that's the hard route. But somehow these people like have convinced themselves that the the better parenting is to do nothing. It's
0: nonsense. Stay there for a second, Betty. Well hang on just before we go into the break. Betty hi, how are you?
4: Hi, Nine, how are you?
0: I'm good, Betty. Oh no, see, so there's another generation, Betty, see? In your day yeah. in your I'm day the older generation. In your day, it wasn't like that, Betty. you got to no. boot up the bum. Uh, it's
4: like you said, you get to smack off the teachers and that's
0: yeah, that's
4: the way you go. And, and that's. Has it improved? Um, it has improved a small bit, but a lot of people do spoil their children. But mm. these ladies here that are on have the right idea.
0: Oh, sorry, I lost you there. Go ahead.
4: I know parents that let their kids get away with anything. Yeah, but I also know a parent that she taught her child. She spoiled, but she taught her child how to cook, how to bake. She even baked me cake for my birthday. Mm. And,
0: that, and that's what you need to teach them how to do to be and independent. That's what you need. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And and as I my example would be, I had my daughter when she was when she was about four or five, she three or four, I'd say she laid down on the ground inside and done stores <laughs> crying and tantrum because she couldn't get what she wanted. Mm. And so I'm like there embarrassed and saying, come on, love, come on, trying to coax her. And Lord have mercy on my mother, she says, walk away from her and she'll follow you. And sure enough, she did. Like, But I I dealt with her after when I got home Like, and told her she couldn't do things like that. Like. But some people don't, you have to discipline your child otherwise they will think they'll grow up thinking that they can get away with everything
0: so so which was the better life betty was it 1963 which was the year i was born okay so was it in the 1960s and 70s and the way children were raised which was we were thrown out onto the road you know we were gone all day we'd arrive home for our dinner uh, that was a 10 years of age uh, nowadays the parents wouldn't allow a 10 year old because they think they're going to be abducted or something silly like that but and let's be clear yeah. about it they, children don't yeah. really get abducted um not in this country and if they because all those stories i see on facebook there's a man going around with a white van abducting children today keep an eye out girls and i go <laughs> we either have the worst kidnappers in the world because they seem to fail all the time they always seem to fail so that look that's just a myth the white van man myth right so but did we have it better then when kids were a little bit more independent and resilient and scruffy-dirty? and Or do we have it better now where they're in the house with you more and they're playing on their iPads and their Playstations and their, I don't know, what else they're doing?
4: But well, do- I, I think you know, they play too much with their Playstations and they don't get out enough for the fresh air and stuff like that, I suppose. Like mm. like you said, we used to go, go out, stay out and they, streetlights, you were told you had to be home before the streetlights went off. Yeah, And you had to be home about 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock that yeah. time, going back them years. And you were home if you were told to come home at that time, you were home, or else you would pay the consequences for it.
0: See, I get, I get the impression that Sarah probably wasn't a street urchin. I'd say she was brought up, I'm, I'm just kind of guessing here, you know, quite a well-to-do family you know probably you know she wasn't thrown out on the road and told to make her own way around this world oh no
1: well somewhere in the middle actually but we played on the road all day yeah all day and like went off on little adventures and whatever like we played out on the road and it's not just about it's an, and i i put my kids out on the road they play out on the road they play on the green they're playing football the It's it's a really important part of socializing Mm-hmm. The other kids knock the edges off you. It makes you more sound as an adult. Like, you know, you, you know, there's a bit of rough and tumble with the other kids, like within reason. Yeah, you know, obviously. But like, um it's a really important But it, part it, it of teaches you how to up. deal with
0: life because I remember exactly. on the road, like, there was a group of kids. It was like ten of us. So one day I'd be me and Leo and Ray would be best mates. And then three days later I'd be excluded from the group and Brian would be yeah. in and I'd be going to... yeah. and and I'd go home and I'd be What's wrong with you? Oh, they're not playing with me today. and you know? But tea and your ma was go, will you get back out there? Come on. Get on out. Get out. Stop bothering me with that nonsense. It, learned, it taught you how to deal with those situations, which is, a, it, which is something, it's a life lesson because you deal with those situations when you get older, when you're in work, when you're in groups and peer groups and everything else in work. You have to deal with those situations.
4: Exactly. Hmm. Yeah. You have to know how to deal with these situations. I mean, my son got bullied at school. And and I I sorted it, but it taught him that not everyone is nice. Mm. Not everyone is going to be nice.
0: Yeah. No, you're um, you're, abs- you're absolutely right.
4: You know, you have to show them that life is going to be difficult and nothing's going to be given to you on a plate. Yeah. You have to work for it, you have to do your exams or so what year did
0: sorry play. betty i'm not gonna ask your age but what year did you do your exams do you remember doing your I didn't
4: do any i didn't do any exams. once i'm nearly 66.
0: okay and, you didn't and i
4: didn't do any exams i left school when i was 14 and i went walking
0: oh okay 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 we're not that much older than me by the way
4: um yeah. i felt that walking at that time mm. was helping my my parents for me it was more important
0: for me to work. Can and you imagine, sorry for interrupting, but can you imagine nowadays suggesting that a 14 year old should be out working? Yeah. <laughs> they would die. What do you mean I have to work? I have Playstations to be playing with and nails to be glossing. And yeah.
4: <laughs> I mean, this is it. I used to get up at six o'clock every morning and be down for the bus to take me out to work. On your own? On my own. Well, I tell you, know, my mother used to walk me to the top of the hill because we lived in the country, and she used to walk me to the top of the hill at six o'clock in the morning, and I'd walk down the rest of the hill because the lights were on and uh, that would be it I'd go out and I'd go to walk at 14 and i walked away there for years in the pottery we, we
0: have no idea how lucky kids nowadays have just no idea how lucky they actually are you're listening to Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan
1: with Recruit.ie download our job search app today search for Recruit.ie in your smartphone app store
0: Ireland's classic hits radio right, I've got text in from people saying "Nah, the whole lot of you are looking through the world with rose-tinted glasses at what it was like before that's, that's 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 nonsense. It was a different world. And maybe I am looking at it through those tinted glasses, but it was a very different world where we were allowed to debate things. We were allowed to be conservative. We were allowed to be liberal. We were allowed to be anything we wanted to be. We didn't have hate speech laws (laughs) or we didn't want hate speech laws. People were rude to one another every now and again, but they got over it and they moved on. You know what I mean? There wasn't this, it wasn't anarchy, it wasn't madness. We didn't need controls the way we control now. Our, you know, our governments were corrupt at the time, of course. We were dealing with people like Charlie Hawkey and all those others. But here's the thing about those politicians yes, there was a lot of nod and winkery going on for planning permissions with brown envelopes and all that kind of carry on going on. It was a bit of a mixy uppy world. You know, it was all kind of backhanders and everything else. But. And there's a but, I'm going to say a but. Yes, it was wrong. Yes, it was corrupt. And yes, those responsible shouldn't be in politics. But what I will say to you was, they cared about the people. They did care about the people. And I know you're all going to hate me for saying this. You're going to, ah, you're going to despise me. Bertie Hearn. See Bertie Ahern. Okay, man didn't have a bank account, allegedly. The tribunal said he told untruths which is kind of the same as not telling the truth, really. It's kind of the same as lying, really, isn't it? But you know what? I thought he was a nice guy. And I thought he was a people person. Yeah, he said things that were inappropriate every now and again. So does Donald Trump. So do many other presidents around the world, by the way. But we tend to focus on the ones we don't like. He said things that weren't right every now and again. Yes, he was Minister for Finance and allegedly didn't have a bank account and all that kind of stuff. And God only knows what was going on behind the scenes. But in saying that, He cared about the people. He was a people person. In government, currently at the moment, I couldn't tell you one politician that's a people person. Let me go to Roisin. Roisin, hi, how are you? Well, Noel, how are you? Good, different world, isn't it, nowadays? Different world, Mm.
5: hmm. yeah, for some of us it is. Um, It depends on your backbone. I find, I have two teenagers and a 10 year old, right? No I'm worries.
0: shocked. Thank you. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Sorry about
5: that. <laughs> that's just me. Nie- that's just
0: neve at- making a grand entrance there. Sorry, I do apologize.
5: <laughs> I'm shocked at the frequency in which today's kids hear no. They don't hear no anymore. Yeah. Like I have three kids, two teenagers and a ten year old. And I say to them no daily. I make them earn everything but the point I was making when I texted in, I went to one of these parent meetings there on the, there early summer last year, and was shocked. It was in the primary school, and was shocked at the amount of kids who had their own mobile phone in my daughter's class. My okay. daughter is the oldest in her class, so her kids, her age range of her class is eight to ten, and the amount of them that have mobiles and have their own smartphones and have apps for everything. Like my daughter came home one day and said, such and such has an app, and she was texting this person, that person. I was like, on her mum's phone? And she was like, no, mum, on her own phone.
0: Any parent like, who gets a smartphone for a nine-year-old or an eight-year-old needs to do some serious parenting classes.
5: My eldest, when she was going into secondary school, still hadn't got a mobile phone. mm mm-hmm. And at the time, she was going in during a COVID time, so they were like, look, unfortunately, due to COVID, we can't give out the tablets anymore, we can't do computers anymore, they have to have their own device. So I said, right, I caved in, and I got the the one mobile uh, mobile phone for Christmas off Santy. But, if that wasn't the real then, she wouldn't have had her phone until she was 14 or 15. You now my younger. ones, I do understand. The I do
0: understand why parents cave at around thirteen or so because the other yeah. kids have them, and you don't want your child to be excluded. So we all need to band together um, as parents and, and kind of think about that and how we deal with that going forward in the future. Because I think we will, if, in twenty or thirty years' time, we're going to look back and regret that we allowed this to happen. But that's a whole different argument. Yeah. Oh, big time. Yeah.
5: Because, like, even in my daughter's class, like it came to the fore that we had to, the school had to get together and basically. Ask parents to refrain from allowing their children to bring their mobile phones into class. So it wasn't a distraction.
0: Yeah, yeah.
5: And yep. then going, who gives them a phone in the fourth place at well, that age? Like,
0: I, well, I know in the UK they're taking this very seriously now. They brought in new rules yesterday, new laws yesterday. All schools now have banned mobile phones completely, and also Richie Sunak I know is talking about uh, bringing in legislation to ban the sale of mobile phones to anybody under the age of sixteen, and they shouldn't be, and, and to prohibit them from actually using them, smartphones. And I, you know, I that might seem a bit authoritarian, and I'm against banning things and censoring things. But when it comes to child protection, I think we have a duty and responsibility. And I couldn't, I wouldn't disagree with him.
5: Big time, because the real in this test is not right. No, I am very, very strict on my kids. When we first had kids, my husband was like, well, You're going to be a marshmallow. You're going to say yes to everything. You're not going to be strict on them. And it turned out that so I was complete opposite because I have to protect them on all, all sides because. Yeah, as much as I want to protect them from the shit that goes on in the world, you can't, it's out there, it's on their phones, it's everywhere. But I, the rule is in this house, those mobile phones are my property. They're The kids are borrowing them for the moment, and I have all rights to take them off at any stage, go through them, go through their apps, ask for their PIN numbers, if there's any PIN numbers set, or passwords, I have full authority of the phones. What
0: Sarah well, yeah, but what Sarah was talking about earlier on this idea that kids nowadays are raised in echo chambers of their own beliefs, their own thoughts, their own emotions and their own opinions, right? Yeah. She's 100% correct and and it's the social media companies that are responsible for that because if your daughter is of a certain type of person who mixes with certain type of people and she goes onto certain sites, the algorithms will automatically feed her the information she wants to hear. They're never going to give her something that she objects to. So and so that's why they're being raised with all these voices that agree with them constantly all the time so they're not they're not being challenged and they're afraid to be no. challenged hence we bring in laws to stop people challenging them.
5: Oh yeah like look I have taught my kids the right morals from day dot and I told them look you'll come up against the badness in the world but it's your decisions that make other people reflect on you so you need to put it out there that you are going to be good from the get-go and make good decisions because otherwise the, the bad the bad path that will follow. And, like, I have had the conversation with them. I I have girls and boys, and I have said to them, I don't care. Come home, whatever sexual orientation you are, I don't care. It doesn't change my view on you. I still love you. Come home, be, like, he, she, they, whatever. I don't care. Come Mm -hmm. home. Just come home and talk to me. But be the good person. Be who you really are meant to be. And I have had my young lad come from school one day, visibly upset and I kept saying is everything okay is everything yeah yeah no everything's okay and that even came down to me when it was just me and him the sitting around and said ma'am there's bullying going on and school it's not me it's been aimed against somebody else and I want to go and tell the parents i told the teacher already and nothing's been done about
0: it. Well, that was good of him wasn't it to want to do that? You know I, I mean?
5: actually put him in the car and I drove him around and yeah. I said right tell me where the parents live.
0: Right that was good and how, it, how did the other kid react by the way when he arrived?
5: Oh, very much like he was, the child was upset, but the parents were grateful that somebody or said something. Was, was keep, yeah, someone was saying mm. something and standing up for the child. And like, I always tell my kids, just to be good, it will always come back to you. It will always come back to you.
0: No, it does. Well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Neve as well. I've only got a few minutes. Neve, hi, how are you doing? Oh, oh sorry, I didn't switch her on. That'd be a good to do, wouldn't it? Sorry, Neve. hi.
6: Hi, Nile. how are you?
0: Sorry, I need to turn you on. Not in the literal sense, obviously.
6: <laughs> that's I thought I wasn't trusted because I was noisy earlier.
0: <laughs> but you did make a bit of a grand entrance, didn't you?
6: I was saying thank you to Jane. I uh, didn't realise I was on. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, I see, she switched you over too quick. That's what happens. She, she's a bit trigger happy there, Jane, with the buttons.
6: That's what I get for having manners, eh?
0: Yeah, there you <laughs> go. So anyway, getting, getting back to when we were young. but well, I suppose... You know we've two different generations here because obviously i'm a different generation to you but you know well
6: not really it's only 10 years between
0: us oh true jesus yeah yeah
6: yeah
0: i didn't realize you're that old Neve. sorry i forgot yeah i didn't
6: realize you were either so
0: So, when you were young neve you know when you were 12 13 years of age what was the main difference between 12 and 13 year old neve and 12 and 13 year old you know child nowadays
6: I think we we had much more um safety we were safer in that um what I mean by that is like when I came home from school, if God forbid I was being bullied, the bullying stopped at my front door, and I felt secure. yeah, I could go into my house and be safe now these poor kids have to have the bullying following them home yeah, it's twenty four seven yeah in their yeah they literally have the bully the bullies in their pocket, yeah. Yeah. Um. We could go more places, I think, as well. The only thing we really had to worry about was the one nosy neighbour that everyone had on their road. Yeah. Who would ratten you yeah. for anything. Yeah,
0: Mrs. Warren. There was
6: always yeah. one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not naming mine because she's still alive and well, and she might be listening. <laughs> so I'm not naming mine. Um. she you should probably listen and rat me out to my mother. But anyway, um. Mm. We yeah. There was that as well. We had more freedom. You know, we could. Uh, we, we used to just go out, and we'd be out all day, and we'd come home when we were hungry. We'd be thrown out again in the summer until the lights came on. Yeah. And that's how you knew to come home. You're either told to be in at half nine or when the lights come on, whatever comes first, Yeah. if you were, like, of a certain age. And, you'd be, uh, and it was innocent, you know? Like, it wasn't... We weren't sitting on street corners smoking or drinking. We were playing rounders in the field, you know? Or we were running around or we were doing messing, you know? But we weren't doing anything...
0: And and do you think it's more dangerous now, is that or is that all in our head? When it when it comes to say children being allowed out, you know, wander around and be out on the field and out on the green and you know, we did all those things. Is and you never see parents allow their kids well some parents do, you never see a parents really allow their kids to do that anymore because they think it's dangerous. Is it dangerous?
6: No, I don't think it's any more dangerous. I think we think it is, because we didn't have rolling news from sky when we were young. So we didn't know what was going on in other countries. We weren't scared. Mm. We just knew what was going on in our parish, you know, or whatever the priest said or whatever RT News told us. We didn't know about the white man men that was happening in Cabin because we weren't interested in Cabin, We were only interested in our own locality. Yeah. So I think it's... no. we also had a
5: very comfortable fear of our parents.
0: Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
5: And our (laughs) neighbours. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, no, you're right. I
0: I love my father, but I was terrified of him. (laughs) <laughs> That's
5: the exact same. My dad was the one now that would slap the book down now and be like, the rules are this, yeah. and you obey them or you're gone.
0: But ironically enough, one, ironically, ironically enough, I was going to say, ironically enough, when I think back, it was, although my mother was the one who used to always say, wait till your father gets home, she was the one who boxed the head off you more than my father, to be honest with you. <laughs> oh my
6: dad, was, my dad was a softie, like he never raised his
5: voice. my mother was a tyrant.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah. <laughs> she run after you with whatever yeah. she could grab. A slipper, You know, A, a cane, what I, yeah. No, my dad had a look, and a it was a look that we feared more than the slap from yeah. my mother. Right, <laughs> yeah, I get that. Because dad now was a taxi driver, and dad, dad could land anywhere. So when we were teenagers and we were going out, dad could land oh, no. anywhere, and oh, you no, could be I literally sent think... within centimeters. But I have to say, I grew up in Dublin, and I I don't live in Dublin anymore. But I grew up in Dublin, and I socialised in Dublin city centre, and I never feared it. Never feared it for the Me for the comfort that I had. My phone, and I could ring Dad and say, "Dad, I need to get out here," or I'm at the missing the last night night link, which I'd done on many a night, and I knew why mm-hmm. you had a safe journey. But I knew if there was trouble, I could ring Dad, and Dad'd be there. But at the same stage, if Dad banged and said, "Get your ass home," you got your ass home.
0: What they used to call the night link, the vomit comet.
5: Oh, <laughs> oh
0: God! <laughs> whereabouts? where about the city did you live, Roisin, oh, Sorry. What part of the city? I at uh, me. Yeah.
5: Yeah, I lived in Liverpool.
0: Oh no, what, no when you oh you, but you didn't live in Dublin City, did you?
5: No, 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 I socialised in Dublin City.
0: And whereabouts like when you say well, I... Um
5: it was it Q Bar and co- uh, Coyote Lounge and Oh okay. Uh, was it the Lear Street um Oh in
0: around there, okay, yeah. Yeah Q, yeah, De Lear Q De Lear Bar which the Harp, Street. yeah, in around where the Harp was. Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
5: yeah. yeah, like where I <laughs> walk through town, now I go to town once a year, I go to Dublin once a year now with the kids. We go to the Olympia for the panto every yeah. And I, shit you not, I am gripping my kids' hands so tight. I'm pecking everything every two minutes because I don't feel comfortable. I don't feel safe in Dublin <laughs> City where years ago I'd be out, I'd be consuming alcohol, I'd be having a great time. But I knew I had that.
0: And I don't know whether the city is more dangerous. It probably is, to be honest with you. I mean, maybe, maybe we're a bit carefree in those days, but I think you are right. I, d- I wouldn't go into Dublin city anymore. I don't like it. Um, no. I think, it, unlike you, if I had a child with me, I'd be holding on to them tight too. Sorry, Niamh, do you do you, yeah. do you ever go into the city anymore, into Dublin?
6: No. Well, I'm living in Wexford now, so no, not not ever. But I didn't really go into the city when I was younger. We'd go in occasionally. We'd go into the zoo bar. Yeah. But we mainly hung out in Churchtown. In the brainmore rooms
0: there. I worked there in faces, yeah. faces,
6: nightclub.
0: I know you did. You used to mind me. You used to mind me handbag. That's right, I did. <laughs> she was of one of. She, Roshi, she was one of those young ones with your mind me handbag. I, I, yeah. I, I, used, I used to say no to most of them because you know, the DJ box would be full of handbags by the end of the night. But you know what happened to me one night? I was working in Coco's. And I got, I got turned bother. off. I was always quite generous with the handbag minding, right? And, you know, there were regular <laughs> girls, whatever, right? You know, they always wanted something to, to mind their handbag, or they are just flinging into the DJ box, right? But I had yeah. one girl, one night, and, will you mind me handbag? And I said, yeah, yeah, no, Papa, Jay, yeah, yeah, just throw it under there. So she just kind of throw it under, right? the end of the night, she came back and she took her handbag. She came back five minutes later and said that there was money missing out of it and jewellery. Oh,
2: shit.
0: Yeah, and accused me of taking it. Now, I've never stolen a thing in my life. I certainly didn't steal out of her bloody handbag. I wasn't that desperate. I was getting quite well paid as a DJ at the time. And she went to the owners. And in the end, they paid her, right? She said she was missing 60 quid and a ring or something like that. So it was like 150 quid's value or something. I don't know, whatever it was. So it was like 200 quid so the owners gave her the money, and I had a huge row then with the owners of the bar because or the club because I said by you paying her you're admitting that I did something wrong. I said nobody was in the DJ box except me, <laughs> so you're essentially saying that I took something out of her bag. I said the girl is obviously delusional or lying. Mm. You know. Anyway, she was just
6: looking for a quick 60, 60 quid.
0: No, they have yeah. the money back then. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely, yeah. It was back in the late 1980s or 90s. I can't remember what it was. But anyway, yeah, and that kind of turned me off taking the bags, you know? So when I started working in the nightclubs, the the handbags would be put on the floor and the girls would dance around them.
5: (laughs) See, when I was going to nightclubs, I was actually... My boyfriend was the actual DJ, so it was totally different.
0: Okay, what nightclub was that?
5: Uh, Joe's Bounce in Leaklip.
0: Oh, okay. Would they have known him?
5: Yeah. Oh, yeah, everyone knew who he was. Everyone in... Oh, the whole people then knows who he is.
0: Oh, right, okay. Okay, so he, yeah. has a, he had a reputation. <laughs> a good one, a good yeah. one.
5: Yeah, he did. He did a good reputation. He was a, like, he was a great DJ, like, whatever. But yeah. now, I, because I was with the DJ, I never had to worry about my handbag or yeah. the cost of drink or the cost of entry fees or anything like that. We were well sorted every evening.
0: Yeah, I don't think I've ever paid I into a nightclub. You know, like, yeah, okay. I never thought of that. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, his face is expensive, wasn't it? Like, 10, 15 quid a night or something on a Friday or Saturday, it was dear enough.
6: Yeah. In yeah. You,
0: town. yeah unless you yeah. knew linus or steve they might let you in for free
6: uh, i worked with steve in the zoo for a little while so steve was very good to me oh
0: right, okay Linus, okay.
6: linus was just <laughs>
0: linus, linus as far as i know i don't i don't know where linus is these days but linus he's the tallest man in ireland isn't he
6: he was massive he, but then, he so was,
0: was seven th- foot three or something ridiculous
6: yeah steve always reminded me of something out of um you know those wrestlers. He was like, you know, this big guy, Yo, long huge, yeah, hair real and the, tall. And he had the moustache. Yeah, but he, Amer- he was American. But he was a lovely
0: guy. Yeah, but he was like six foot, six foot five or six as well, or something ridiculous.
6: Yeah, and and Linus still tear it open. Yeah, he was massive. Now,
0: <laughs> now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Nile Boylan.
2: Ireland's classic hits radio.